the humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvest of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential. The Aging Room Bin Number 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience, with balance, complexity, and character. Aging Room Cigars. Blending is in our DNA. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun-Grown, or Maduro, each Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage pairs extremely well with the finest Scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. The following is paid programming. The views do not represent that of JVC Broadcasting, its staff, or management. What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. You never let a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see? Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. of the leaf. I am your host, Honest Dave, with my gang, Adam K., the brewmeister. Ahoy, hoy. And the lovely Lady M. Good morning. We are broadcasting live from the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida, in front of a live audience here this morning. Thank you very much, everybody, for showing up. We appreciate it. And Lady M, looking good this week. What yeah. happened? Yeah, what do you mean? Doctor what happened? Oh, my anymore? face. Yeah. Yes. Um, you were all bludgeoned I last week. I ended up going to the doctor after the, after the show, and I was informed good that call. it, was, yeah, good it call. was a bacterial infection on my eyelid. And uh, the swelling actually just went down as of like two days ago. 
She showed us a picture after the doctor's office. It looked like she was like Rocky Balboa. Like yeah. it between <laughs> between leaving here and going to the doctors, it like blew up. It and did. It got really bad, and uh, it actually was really scary. Any plans this weekend? Um, just going out on the boat. Boat boating, yeah. fishing, that's, or that's just why I have sunbathing. The, the pup, uh, f- uh, fishing and he, sunbathing. He's not a pup anymore. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> he's coming. He's a boat dog. Brewmeister. Uh, I gotta clean the bathroom. Typical day in the world of Adam K. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really exciting I have to about clean him. the bathroom. Yeah. What do you do? I like having a clean how bathroom. Was your tra- What's wrong with a clean your, bathroom? Tell me about your trip. Uh, we had a good trip. Went down to uh, uh, La Romana in the, in in Dominican, the DR. Yep, in the Dominican Republic. Uh, the annual uh, TAA convention, the Tobacconist Association of America. In fact, I actually talked to the folks there, the president of the association, uh, Shorty Corbell. We're going to try to get him on the show yeah. next week, actually. Oh, great. We're going to try to find out and let our listeners learn a little bit about what the TAA is actually about. They hear all these things about TAA, TAA, TAA cigars, and, you know, the average consumer really doesn't have What a, does that mean? Yeah, it doesn't really got a grasp Tits, of it. So. ass, and no, actually, a lot of other things. TAA stands for totally alcoholic always, but they, I, uh... they like to drink down there. You get a bunch of cigar owners, shop owners together, and give them free booze for five days. Oh, my God. But uh, it was a good, nice, fun trip. We had a good time. You got a nice little tan. Did I? No. I didn't spend no time didn't. in the sun. It was no, a, it's a working trip. I mean, it's not like, you know, yeah. you have a lot of free time. Normally, you come back with at least a really tan head. No, there's not much outdoor time. Yeah. It's like a trade show. How much time do we spend outside in the trade show? None. Yeah, same. It wasn't a lot of outdoor time. I would have found time for outdoor time. Because you don't work. You like to dance. You like to dance <laughs> no, with our bartender. You, you like to dance with our bartender in the storage room, or oh yeah, it's it's funny. I, I I walk back there now on a regular basis, and I always catch Emily in the act of just goofing around. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. It happens at least three times a week, and the best part is I just watch it for like five minutes or so. No, not that long. Yeah. Yeah. She, and then I'll scream at the top of my lungs, hey! And she, they all freak out. But you know what, Gwen? I can't help it when Gwen is around. Yes, it's Gwen's fault. She, no, it's not her fault, but she is just so much fun to hang out with that, you know, it's tough. Yeah. It's yeah. just focus. And you know, she's around. You, you know what a guy like me thinks about when I go away for five days? That's how they behave when I'm here. No. Yeah. The cat's away, the mice will play. They, the mice play when I'm here. Even the mouse traps don't scare them anymore. That's not true. Anyway, follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Get Kiss My Ash Radio. We post social media word. If you like social media word today, we will send you a five-pack of cigars, courtesy of Iconic and Recluse Cigars. Just be the tenth caller when you hear that word at 877-966-9960. Man, if you say it just doesn't either comes slowly or doesn't come at all. That's what she said. Yes, that's just so bad. Uh, we got a lot of special guests on our show today. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. We have former Congressman Mark yeah. Foley in the house. And uh, later on, we're also going to have Steve Saka, uh, actually an unexpected guest. We actually ran into him in Miami Airport. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah, I was waiting, waiting to go to the bathroom, and this big guy rams into me hard. <laughs> I was getting ready to turn around and say, what the heck, dude? And it was what Steve. are the odds? It's yeah, what are the odds? And what are the odds that you're going to run into him in Miami? Well, I mean, in yeah. little... Little, I call it Little Cuba because, like, Miami, I mean, going to Miami is like you're literally leaving the country. Oh, that's why I don't go. I've come to the determination. Hey, there my, he is. My father was with me, and he was very surprised because throughout the airport, every time we'd ask somebody a question, help, they'd, they'd respond to us in Spanish. And he'd say to me, he says, doesn't anybody, don't they hire anybody who speaks English? I said, they all speak English. They, they just don't want to. They don't want to. They, prefer they don't want to speak English. Spanish. Literally, I mean, we, we, is this the term of this? Okay, thank you. 
Mm-hmm. It's amazing. We even It was really funny because when we were coming back through customs. Yeah, how was that? I hear Miami customs is horrific. It was horrific. Thank well, let's just say Abe landed at 4. He called me four, at 6. 4.15. 4.15. He called me at 6.30. Just got in the car on the turnpike. I'm like, yeah. what? What? And. <laughs> what did you do? And she was a cigar smoker and liked me. Oh. We actually breached national security, my father and I. My father has his global entry thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got global entry? Yeah. Good for him. So on the way there, mm-hmm. he gets to take a guest. Mm-hmm. So I went through security. They have to cut my shoes. But we, he never had used it internationally yet. He only used it locally. So he, oh. doesn't, he didn't realize that global entry really doesn't. You don't, you get the guest you, you privileges. You don't bypass customs. You don't get the you guest don't. privileges for customs. Yeah. So somehow the lady let me through. And like I wasn't Your supposed to go through. Uh-huh. First off, there's a kiosk thing. So my dad didn't have his glasses on. So he's like, hit the buttons for me so he can't read it. So I'm answering all the questions for him on the, on the global entry kiosk. And after I answer the last questions, there's a flash. Like, shh, like whoa. Takes your picture. Take yeah. my picture. So now my picture is on his form with his name on it. No good. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something. It took like everybody 20 minutes to understand why. They kept asking me, why is your face on his receipt? <laughs> yeah, everybody. Um, I was filling it out. Not knowing he was going to take my picture, and then they took my picture. But I they didn't let me take a second picture. Yeah. They didn't let me the worst part is, he didn't have the iPhone option retake or done. You know, I mean, you know. Well, I had the, that problem when I was in Dallas, and all of a sudden it's like take picture, and all I see is my chest. Yeah, I had to like squat down and be like, wait, but I should get my face in this, they right? Move up and down to like, but yeah. So then I, I went through with him on his receipt, and next thing I know, it was a security breach. I went past the places I wasn't supposed to go, and I was already way down in there. <laughs> I can't believe they fia- let you out with no it was like, a whole repercussions fiasco. or anything. It's, it's, I blamed it on my elderly father. I mean, look at him. He's, come on. So good he looking. didn't know what he was doing. He told me. and you know, But, yeah, it was like two and a half hours in customs. It was, it was truly horrific. I forgot why we even started that story. But. Oh, we're talking about coming back into the country and Miami is its own little world. Oh, yeah. So the best is when we're in customs, and it's funny because we didn't talk about this till on the ride home, mm-hmm. we're both looking at the one guy who looks totally gringo. Mm-hmm. Dude's blonde, blue eyes. Came out without an accent, whatever. And in my head, I'm saying, wow, they do hire non-Latin people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he said the same thing in his head. And then next thing you know, a lady walked up, como esta? I'm like, oh, even he's a gringo, even he's a Latino. No English there. And then we were talking about the ride home. It was funny. But that's the way it goes. Fantasy Fumari Season 4 is actually underway, folks. Yes, we do. We have 16 teams here listed somewhere. Colin, can I get a little NFL music? Boom. Thank you. Fantasy Fumari is underway. We have our 16 coaches from all over the country. The tournament will begin April 25th. And we have Cigar Sexy from West Palm Beach. Woo! Burning Stogies from West Palm Beach. We have Stick It, which is a team name for Palm Beach Gardens, Joe Hollenberg. We have Randall Simon, Blazing Cajun from Abbeville, Louisiana. Bruce Williams, Long Assage from Port Ritchie, Florida. We have El Jefe from Fremont, California. Jeff Hershauer as Cigar Burner from Cincinnati, Ohio. Stacy Williamson as Cigar Stacy in North Carolina. Our good friend Billy Williams, Vegas Ashes from Las Vegas, Nevada. John Ives from Ash Hole. That's Hole. Uh, from Lawton, Texas. Mary Daniels from, uh, her name is Twin Burns from Hallandale, Florida. Gold Rush from Memphis, Tennessee. We have Maduro Titan from Niles, my hometown, Niles, Illinois. And Michael Voluscu Ashcans from Flagstaff, Arizona. You are our 16 competitors for Season 4 of Fantasy Fumari. 
results of the first round bracket will be up this week. We'll have a conference call this week. Yep, and results will be up. First round eliminations will be two weeks from now. Someone should start getting those cigars prepped. Good to know. All right. Better make a calendar note. Up ahead after the break, we're going to have a little bit of cigar news, and we're actually going to do an episode that we haven't done six months. Because <laughs> I refuse to go Abe to the movies. refuses to go to the movies with me anymore. The first time, it was all fun. And it was all fun. That, we have a smoke screen segment, but we actually have to make it to the movie theater, so we keep making plans like on a Thursday afternoon at 1230. He blows me off every time. And I keep blowing her off. I'm too busy. We can't go. We can't go. So we actually have an episode of smoke screens coming up right after the break. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAshRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. Hey, cigar enthusiasts. Did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. This is a La Aurora-issued public service announcement. The iconic lion has gone rogue. Breaking out of the original Dominican Cigar Factory is Untamed by La Aurora. Undoubtedly, one of their strongest cigars proves that not only can their factory provide flavorful sticks, but powerful as well. Taking a fantastic Dominican Nicaraguan blend and wrapping it with an oily Connecticut broadleaf wrapper creates a wild ride of flavor from start to finish. Be aware, this animal is extremely aggressive and should be approached with caution. Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand, created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists. Trill, Cabarete, Cuellar. Yes, Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. I said Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. Get these cigar brands in your head because they are great and here to stay. So do yourself a favor. Go to your local retailer and say, Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. I need to try these now. Top-rated cigars from Villager Cigars. It's a movement. For more information or to find a retailer near you, visit VilligerCigars.com. 
Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back, folks. Honest Abe here with my game. You're listening to Smash Radio, along with Adam K., the Brewmeister. Yep. And the lovely Lady Adam. Hey, hey. Who are you texting so, to, Lady um, Yes. Last night I get home and I see Kingston. He has this water bottle. I have my dog with me, by the way. That's all the background noises. Um, I walk into the house and I just, he gets really, he, I know when he does something wrong. He comes downstairs, he rolls immediately on his back, and I'm just like, all right, something happened upstairs. I walk upstairs. I just see a trail of fabric. And I'm like, there's something up here. Dylan, Duncan's son, he is an entrepreneur. He sells, he buys, He's an entrepreneur. he trade, buys and sells shoes. And so he collects, Wait, 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 stop. Stop right there. Dylan is 12 years old? Yeah. And he buys and sells shoes? Yes, he trades. Are these used shoes? He, some of them are. Some of so them are not. People buy used shoes? Yes. Okay. There is Would a you market like ex- out there. explain this market? Him and his friends at school and all these kids, they do. They, there's a shoe expo. They buy these really nice Nikes. They go. They wear them a couple times. They grow out of them. They resell them. Some of them hold their value more than others. It's crazy. This kid has like $2,000 in inventory of shoes. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> so Kingston got one of the shoes, Used and shoes. I said it to him. I'm like, I'm really sorry. So I hope it was a $200. No, he one. said, Oh, those ones, those ones are the cheap ones. It's alright. <laughs> Thankfully, but as I'm videotaping the shoe and I'm sending him this, I I get a glimpse of something shiny. I'm like, What is that? And then I realized it was the freaking remote that pissed me off more than the shoe. Did it still work? No. Oh, that's he like yeah. chewed the batteries. I think that's not. Ooh, good. no. Yeah. Yeah. He's no. fine, obviously now. He's gonna have radioactive. Until he starts Ooh. shitting green. Yeah, he's fine now. Yeah. All right. Anyways, back to you. All right. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna see what's in the box this week. The cigar news. We got a box. We got a box. What? We got a box. Take a look inside. I'm gonna open it. Don't look at it. Oh, what's in the box? Let's ask Honest Abe. Cigar News. Cigar News for this week. Grand Habano. Shortly before last year's IPCPR convention and trade show, George Rico announced his latest project, Zulu Zulu Mas Paz Edition, due to the obviously overwhelming success of the original Zulu Zulu. Pause. Satirical pause there. Um, it was an extension to Grand Habano's STK line of cigars made in Miami. That cigar has finally begun shipping. Mas Paz gets its name from the Colombian street artist Federico Frum, who goes by the name of Mas Paz. The packaging for the release was designed by Mas Paz. I like saying it. Can you say Mas Paz? Mas Paz, Mas Paz, Mas Paz, Mas Paz. And a portion of the sales we donate to La Casa de Madre El Nino, an orphanage in Bogota, Colombia. It is offered in two wrappers, Ecuadorian Connecticut and Nicaraguan Habano. Both virgins, versions use a filler blend of Nicaraguan Habano binder and Nicaraguan fillers. Average price range will be 825 to 927. Really? 
925. That's what I said. The cigars Why are the extra two cents. Come the, on. The cigars, because that's an extra that's two a, that's cents. A two, wait, wait. That's the two cents going to the charity. Ah, uh, yep. There you go. Mm, yep. That's Come on, what that is. Come on, Colin. Can I get a rim shot? Something? <laughs> the, the Not cigar, a weird sound. The cigars are made at the GR Tabacaleras Company in Miami, Florida. All to this. At this year's TAA convention, which honestly stands for Tobacconist Association of America, Altus USA has presented retailers with the Poor Laranaga and Cedro, which I find real interesting because I don't know for many of you guys who have been cigar smokers for a while, Poor Laranaga was an old brand that was very popular probably about 20 years ago. And it was the original TAA, like first ever TAA cigar that was made for just the TAA people. And then obviously the group was so small back then, whenever it wasn't enough to support production, they made it a regular production line. It did all right for a while and then fell off the map. So it is coming back, just like all plagues and diseases. Um, the company describes it as a medium. Yep. I need rim shots. This doesn't sound as good without a rim shot. I know. The Maybe com- I can get a, I'll get, work on getting like a sound effect button. The company describes it as a medium, full-bite cigar made up of all Nicaraguan tobaccos. It uses Jalapa Corojo wrapper, binder from, and fillers from Condega, Esteli, and Jalapa. It is limited to only 1,000 boxes of 16. With suggested retail pricing set at 950 as the Encedro part in the name implies, the cigar will be wrapped in cedar. Uses only tobacco from Nicaragua and is made in the Honduras at the company's La Flor de Copan factory. The Pappy, yes, you've all heard about it. Adam's favorite. <laughs> Drew Estate has announced that it has finally shipped the Pappy Van Winkle branded cigars, but not before changing quite a few things. The first thing they started was the, na- was the name. The Pappy Van Winkle barrel fermented cigars changed from Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve when the project was announced in November. While the press release made no mention of Family Reserve, the boxes and other artwork keep it, along with the barrel fermented cigars part. Whatever the reason, the name tweak is likely due to the fact that the blend has completely changed as well. The wow. cigar uses a dual Maduro and San Andreas wrapper over a blend of fire-cured Kentucky and Nicaraguan tobaccos. Drew Estate says the Kentucky filler was aged in barrels. Um, the wrapper uh, receives a barrel aging treatment while the Mexican Sandrinas wrapper does not. The company did not respond to a question regarding what type of barrels were used. Pepe Van Winkle barrel fermented cigars are offered in two sizes, Robusto and Toro, both in boxes of 10 and um, are sold exclusively. Please pay attention to this to all our listeners. It is sold exclusively through Pappy and Company, a licensing company owned by the three daughters of Julian P. Van Winkle III, President of Old Rip Van Winkle. The cigars are produced in the La Grande Fabrica through Estate. So please do not call us and ask us when we will be getting the Pappy Van Winkles in. So we're not getting them. Nobody's so when they say them. that they shipped. They shipped exclusively to the person who's selling them. In Tennessee. Yes. Gotcha. No to self. No Pappies. Adam, are you going to try to get a Pappy? I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Now I get the rim <laughs> shot. Sorry. All Sorry. right. And finally... Moye, he's, he's giving me rim shots back to back. Thanks, well, Colin. No, that was me. Oh, is that your rim shot? Yeah, I like I that. Got that it. works. Yeah, nice I got it. Done. I, I can probably work this out. So next right. week I'll have it plugged in the board. Good. Moya Ruiz. After months of teasing, Moya Ruiz is almost ready to show its hand with the rake. It's the latest cigar from Danny Moya and Nelson Ruiz, and is once again being made at the La Zona factory, and is named after a gaming term. The company's freshman release, La Jugada, was inspired. By the love of dominoes, the rake draws from the inspiration of poker. The rake is a poker term which describes a fee taken by a card room operating. Do you operator. use that term in poker? Like, do you say it? 
Do you say, oh, well, I just raked you? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> I just raked you. Now... I just give wait, I don't, no, no, I don't no, no, really wait. follow book. No, no. I know it's something that you love, so... Oh. Come on. <laughs> I just have a question. Being that you said, I just raked you, in your imaginary world, what would that be? Like, I just took all of your, your Money? coins? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, the rake is when you go to play in a casino where they make money, like the hard rock. Yeah. When everybody puts the money in the pot, the house makes the money by taking a rake. So there's like $100 Mm. in the pot, they'll pull $3 for for the house. Gotcha. That's called the rake. Gotcha. Got it? So Jay rakes you. No. He's the dealer, by the way. Yeah, he doesn't doesn't have a rake. Oh, okay. That's a fun game. That's only when you go to casinos that make money off of playing poker. Yes. Uh, it'll be offered in four sizes in total, which are also named after poker terms. The size will be packaged in a box of 20. A press release indicates the cigar will be released in the spring which is of 2015, which is almost over. Which is, and that is all happen, for yeah. Cigar News. Um, we're going to go to a break right now. Uh, after the break, we're going to have former Congressman Mark Foley here give us a little talk, see what's going on in the world and whether it's still worth saving right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siri R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year and Rob Report's Best of the Best Honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest location. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again... So does growing the perfect beer. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. Tabacalera Zapata, a great mild to medium smoke with a creamy profile. This cigar, named after the company's founder, uses a rare Honduran Connecticut Oscuro wrapper draped atop a choice blend of Nicaraguan, San Andres, and Honduran long filler tobaccos. With hints of cream, molasses, earth, and tobacco mingle within cool billows of smoke. Tabacalera Zapata excludes a wonderful mild to medium-bodied profile, pairing like a charm with the mellow nature of the wrapper and its rich, dense core. Making this cigar an everyday smoke. Tabacalera Zapata, presented by Coots. To find your nearest tobacconist, visit Coots.com. That's K-U-U-T-S dot com. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116. 
or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sungrown or Maduro. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm your host, Nas Abe, with my gang, Adam K. Dibbermeister, and the lovely lady. I mean, you know, we didn't get to our smoke screens the last break. And I don't surprise me. We don't get to it okay. ever. It's like, your own, it's like one of her favorite segments that she never gets to do. But well, listen, I, I, I will talk about it real quick, because I do, I do want to talk about it, because it was an awesome movie. Yeah. Emily, Emily and my wife both saw this before me. We didn't go together. So I actually had downloaded and watched it on my trip. And I'm going to tell you a funny story, because I had to go to a meeting right in the scene where... When he's in the box. Oh, you don't say it because you're going to give it away, uh-huh. but when right in the closet, I, I can't go! Yeah. And I had to go. So then I called my wife. I came back. I said, I had to leave. I said, how could you leave? I said, I had to go. But Interstellar, I'm a sci-fi fan anyway, so I like movies. Matthew McConaughey, it's, it's, it's an apocalyptic, it's, a, it's a, a realistic apocalyptic movie. You know, not aliens or whatever. The, the world is uh, plagued by drought and, and famine and crops are, yeah, crops are just dying and the only crop left they can grow now is even corn. And they're all living on corn. They're eating corn souffle, corn fritters. And it's really funny now. Everybody's now is just becoming farmers. It's become the number one occupation in the world. No, right. no one's going to school to do anything else. It's, it's, it's privileged to be a farmer. It's, it's, it's kind of a really cool thing. And Matthew McConaughey was a NASA pilot. Obviously retired. There's no more NASA. But he accidentally finds an underground NASA that still exists with this thing to eventually try to find Earth another planet. And what makes a great movie for me, I mean, great acting, and surprise guest star, I, Matt Damon. He was in none of the previews. No. I, I, when he, when, they, when, they, when he, he popped up, like, what's he doing in this movie? But Matt Damon. Yeah. I like, <laughs> I like a movie that could surprise me. Because, you know, nine out of ten times I see the plot coming, I see the thing. Great twist. And, of course, in any... Time continuum issue movie. You know, sometimes it gets so complex you can't understand. It. And but you're very you pay attention to all the little details. No, no, so but, when but, there's but like you know a flaw. No, no. I mean, it was. Um, no, it really wasn't flawed. But you had to think about it a little bit. But it it wasn't that relevant to the storyline. So you didn't have to sit there and piece together how everything worked. But really, really good movie. Not a big sci-fi movie. So it's not like a, a fantasy or unrealistic. It could be well into it's our in, future. It's a yeah. Depth. It's a very in-depth movie. Great movie. And you know what really made it extra hard on me? Because it's it, the main focus is a father-daughter relationship yes. in this movie. Oh, brutal. Brutal. I almost, like, died. When he was leaving. Co- oh, oh, which is, I know. Even, I, mean, I don't want to oh. say too much because it's a really good movie. You need brutal, to see it. Brutally 
gut-wrenching movie, but great concept. Phenomenal movie. I'm shocked it really didn't do much better in the box office. Yeah. It did well. Did it, it do did, well? Yeah, it made like a couple hundred million. But a great, great movie. So if you get a chance, a actually, uh, I'm going to... It's really... It is long, so I'm gonna, dedicate a I'm lot gonna of time down, to it. I'm going to download it for my old man to watch on the flight home. He's flying home today, so I'm going to make sure he downloads. Opening it weekend, $47 million. Well, I guess it did do well then, yeah. Gross, $187 million. Well, that's pretty good. That's not, that's not chump change. That's, that's probably good. only U.S. To U.S. box office and not international either. That yeah. is yes. Very good movie. So if you get a chance, check out Interstellar. Well worth it. It's, it's well worth it if sci-fi is not your genre because it's not really that sci-fi. But if sci-fi is your genre, definitely go see it. Well you didn't even it. mention how visually appealing and the visual effects. Well, the I watched film. it on my iPad. Ah, so I, you know, I, mean, I imagine on a big screen it would have been amazing, yeah. or even on a you know, Blu-ray at home on a 60-inch TV. But yeah. it's it still, even my iPad was amazing, and it, it just very well done movie, very good. So highly recommended. We both deeply enjoyed, enjoyed it, it for sure. So yeah, you thumbs might, up. Well, I'll put that one back in. No, it's there. What do you mean? It's fine. <laughs> All right. Special guest sitting in our studio and a uh, friend of Kiss My Ass Radio and on the show before, former congressman here in the state of Florida, Mark Foley. Welcome. Thanks for joining us at Kiss My Ass Radio. Thanks, Abe. Good to be here. Finally in the studio. Yes, and why am I the only one without a cigar in the room? That, that's a good question. That is a good question. Really? Where is my smoke? Cigar? Here, you want Where's my <laughs> That's yours. Oh, I thought you were going to give me a syndicato. Are I you... thought you wanted an Ipica. Nope, that works for me. I'll smoke an Ipica. Yeah. Can we get uh, Mr. Foley here a cigar, please? Yeah, live on Gateway Boulevard I'm in sh- Boynton I'm shocked Beach, you went this long without I having am one. without, and everyone else has one, oh. except for the young man over there, smart. Good call. <laughs> he's playing the Game Boy, but he's not quite <laughs> break the rules. of age of smoking. What do we get here? A New World. New World Reserve by A.J. Fernandez is probably one of the hottest new cigars. Will you I'll, reimburse her now that she's... She, she's fine. We'll take care of her. Fortunately given. I know a guy. <laughs> of herself. Just like a politician, making sure no citizen gets shorted. Exactly. <laughs> I may need help with this. Thank you She'll set it much. up for you. So, Mark, thanks for coming on. Glad to be here. A lot of interesting things going on in politics right now. Amazing. Everybody's in New Hampshire this weekend to find out who's going to be the next Republican nominee for the president. It's pretty interesting. I I was a little shocked to actually hear that Mark Rubio jumped in. I really thought he would wait another another term or another session, but he jumped in. I think we got Jeb in. You know, I would have loved to see either way a Rubio Bush ticket, but that's never going to probably happen because they're both we, from the it, state of Florida. Right, you can't. Yeah, you it, cannot it just, have two from the same. Yeah, it, it, it just just destroy it. Oh. But you know, what, what's your what's your take on what's going on? Well, listen. First and foremost, Marco Rubio could be the '60s version of John Kennedy. He's charismatic. Yep, true. Good looking. Good looking. He has energy. You know, when John Kennedy ran, he was a first-term senator, mm-hmm. obviously propelled by family money. But he wasn't a marquee name at the time. Very few knew him. But he had a, a passionate energy. And people thought it was time for a new direction. Mm-hmm. I love Jeb Bush. I think he's one of the smartest. He's much smarter than his brother George. And I think he's more uh, telegenic than his father. So he could become an enormous asset for Republican politics. I've always said, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for George W., Jeb probably would have been one of the best Bush presidents out of all three of them. Actually, if, if Jeb had won against Lott and Childs, that year in 92, remember he lost yeah. George W. won in Texas. That propelled George W. to the White House. Uh, Barbara Bush always thought her son Jeb would be the next president. So when George W. jumped ahead of him by winning that election, it was unusual because everybody predicted that Jeb would beat Lawton Childs. But as you'll recall from that last week of the election, 
uh, Lawton came out with that. The Hikun comes yeah. up in the morning before the sun rises, and yeah, everybody yeah. says, oh, yeah, well, that's the kind of guy, that's the bubble we know, so let's stick with him. Yeah, yeah. But Marco Rubio, to me, would be our generation, particularly of the growing Hispanics in Florida, in Texas, California, Arizona, New York, New Jersey, you name it. Uh, it may be a, a page-turner, if you will, for excitement and for moving forward. Jeb is a wonderful, articulate, and was an incredible governor. And what we're seeing is Hillary Clinton seems to be the only viable Democrat. Surprising to me that the Democratic Party, and much like in Florida, they don't have a bench. They don't have anyone to fall back on. Patrick Murphy, a second-term member of the House, is their best hope for the Senate. Um, So when you look at the dynamics, if Marco is given the chance to uh, get in front of a lot of audiences, I think people will slowly trend his direction. And... uh, Let's see what happens, but it's going to be exciting. We've got about eight viable candidates for the presidency. This is the strongest Republican ticket I've seen in a while. And you know what you'd love to wish would happen? Because ego in politics kind of rules, and everybody crushes each other, and then we're all limping to the finish line. I wish we could sit down with all the announced candidates and say, listen, Scott Walker, why don't you be Treasury Secretary? Uh, Marco Ruby, you be president. Jeb Bush, why don't you be secretary of state? Uh, why don't you and you know create a, a dynamic and say we're running this country forward rather than backwards, or, or and at we're least, using the right people. Or at least so. try to run your campaign so you don't bash each other for nine months, telling each other how much each other sucks, and then take that candidate and run him for president. That's what kills me in these primaries. Is you know they run they run such a, a, a smear campaign against each other. They make them all look bad. Well, look at what they've done to Chris Christie. You know, Bridgegate turned out to be some staffer's boondog. Yeah. But that has been tied around his neck by other Republicans, more so than Democrats. Democrats watch this unfold. Notice the Democrats are embracing the Senator Menendez from New Jersey. Nobody's taking him on. What he's accused of doing is far more... uh, illicit and illegal than what Chris Christie was accused of. But the Republicans went crazy on Chris Christie and virtually put it all over the... Why do, you, why do you think that happened? Because they were frightened of him. They, they didn't like Chris Christie because he was an honest broker. He was a straight talker. He took it to people and he'd, he'd call out people in the audience that were making noise. He'd say, listen, sit down, buddy. He was every man's kind of version, Archie Bunker, running for president. He wasn't the smooth talking, oh, let me let me explain this to you as yeah. if the audience is too stupid. What he was saying is, hey, this is the facts. You can say what you want. You can say you don't like me, but I'm not going to sit here and listen to your crap in front of me. You know, but they went after him because they saw him as a threat, and that's the sad reality of politics. When you're a threat to somebody, they'll find a way to destroy you. Right. And by that time, everybody's chump meat, and nobody's going to support any of the candidates. And then Hillary, by default, waltzes in. And you think about what their family has been involved with, the Clintons. He's a charismatic guy, no question. But every Democrat's going, Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. She's got emails. You know, the Democrats could find my emails, but they don't (laughs) seem to be able to find hers. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden they don't care about their emails. They don't care what happened to Benghazi. They don't care any of these fact patterns. They simply are saying, oh, please, don't bother the woman. Why should she have to turn over her emails? She may have been talking to the president former president. Now, he readily acknowledges, I don't use email. So when she says she's talking to me, obviously she's communicating right. through the spirits because I don't even use email. You know, it's it, it, it's kind of wild. But nonetheless, 
a couple Democrats are running. Uh, Senator Webb from Virginia is going to be here in Palm Beach County, I think, in May 4th on Monday. So he's hoping to launch his candidacy. Uh, Martin O'Malley from Maryland is talking about running. The guy from Rhode Island, the former governor of Rhode Island, is that's in an the interesting ru- one. Is in the rumors too. Is like really? Yeah. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody yeah. even know they had a governor? Do, do you? Do, is there really any real hope for Clinton? Or do you think America's had enough Bushes and Clintons in office? Without an option, they'll they'll accept that. They'll rally around her. But I would hope, after so many years, that this country has the possibility of producing a new candidate. That's the only reason I'm excited about Marco. Listen, I think he still should wait a while. I think he should spend a little bit more time. But you Why know what? do you think he jumped in? Well, listen, in politics, it's opportunity. You know, if he didn't do you run, think now's the best opportunity for him? Well, I think he's tired of the Senate. I don't think he likes that. A lot of these guys now today go out on the road, they sell books, they make TV appearances, they become larger than life. Yeah. They don't really like working. They don't like the day-to-day work. <laughs> I mean, members of Congress go learn how to play golf and find themselves on the greatest golf course in the world. And when you say, it's time to go back to session, they go, ugh, we have to work? We have to actually go back there and do something? So it's the nature of the beast. I think Marco just saw this as a unique opportunity. And what better opportunity could there be when the public's both saying, almost in unison, we've had enough Bushes, we've had enough Clintons, isn't there someone else? So he's hearing the call, and he's stepping up to the plate and saying, look, got a great young family, I'm from the right state. Florida's a key battleground in the next presidency. It is. Mm-hmm. Remember, it, it was in 2000. Yeah. In 2000, George Bush's election was decided here in Palm Beach County by 578 votes. Couple with the fact that Al Gore couldn't win his own state of Tennessee, but that's a whole nother mind-boggling, thing. Mind-boggling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you just join us, we have former Congressman Mark Foley, and uh, we're going to take his spin on what he thinks is going to happen with Cuba right after this. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral. That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rick Loose cigar. You're going to need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rick Loose. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rick Loose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rick Loose cigar and do it today. Voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. Located on Okeechobee and Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearman Rhino, the premier upscale gentleman's club. Get ready to celebrate the good life with the Monte Cristo Social Club Roadshow, coming soon to a city near you. Enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like Monte Cristo, Romeo y Julieta, and H. Upman. Sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit MontecristoSocialClub.com slash Roadshow for more information and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated branch, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory. 
La Zona, and rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinosa cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. Honest Abe here on Kiss My Ass Radio, broadcasting live from the main cigar lounge in the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Bar in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. Here with my gang, Adam K., the brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. So you tried to ditch your friend last night. I didn't try to me. ditch her. She just, she, I thought she wanted to go out downtown and go party her hard. Her friend's in I... town, wants to hang out with her. She tells her she's in Fort Lauderdale. And she's like, oh, I just wanted to hang out. And he starts whining. And just, all right, I'm home. Come on over. <laughs> What a way to treat a friend. <laughs> Listen, I was gonna, if I didn't see her last night, I was going to see her tonight. So yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't being rude. I was just... Well, you just joined us. Tired. We have uh, former Congressman Mark Foley here on Kiss My Ash Radio talking about life, politics, and what's going on in the world. Uh, Mark, thank you for, once again for joining us here on Kiss My Ash Radio. Thanks, Abe. We touched on the break a little bit before the break about what's going on in the uh, upcoming presidential race. I think it's going to be one of the more exciting races I, we've seen in a while. I think it's going to be very interesting. But... Um, I want to get your take on what's going on with this Cuba thing. Because it's, it's, it's a hot topic, especially in the cigar world. You know, right after President Obama's press announcement and everything, I'm not kidding, phone calls started coming. Mm-hmm. Like, are Flooding. Cuba, yeah, are the Cuban cigars here? You I'm have like, them Seriously? Yet? Yeah, it's pretty insane. And, you know, it, it, realistically, from my aspect, is that any kind of real trade here, as far as in my industry, is probably at least two to three years off. But... Where do you see this? First off, how do you feel about what happened? Where do you see this unfolding in the, in the well, years to come? Especially on Monday when he also took Cuba off the terror watch list, yes. which Listen, was big. Th- this is a long time in coming. I was telling the Cuban delegation we have three, four. I imagine they're not happy about it. They've never been happy. Yeah. But I told them ten years ago, you've got to give up the ghost. You've got to let people get back together. No country has ever been able to. They still want reparations. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> some of the people want reparations, but ultimately there has to be a detente here because they're 90 miles off our shore. There are hundreds of thousands living here that are of Cuban descent. When I saw the change, it was mid-2004 or five, when the grandmothers would say to me, all right already, I've had enough of this. I want my grandchildren to go back and see the country where I was born. The shift started occurring where... Prior to that, everyone was in lockstep. Do not do business with that evil Cuban dictator. But it started, you know, reality sets in, and people go, most of the money in Cuba's U.S. dollar sent here from Florida to be used in the country. For their families, yeah. Think about 
in Europe when Milosevic was the head of country in Bosnia. We went and bombed the wrong embassy during Clinton. Clinton's presidency, Oops. we blew up an $8 million building, probably gave him about $800 million to replace it. Huh. You know, we never got rid of Milosevic. The only time Milosevic left was when the people rallied against him. And yes. I always believe if you give people a taste of freedom, they take care of business themselves. There's a point, I think, when the economy starts expanding. Cuban people see the reality of what they've been living under. They get rid of Raul they see and the other Fidel side. and say, you if know, Fidel's game over, alive. game, set, match, if they're still alive. Yeah. Exactly. They've lived longer than any. That seems uh, to be the number one phrase after the word Fidel Castro lately. <laughs> Which is? If, if he's still, if he's if still, he's still alive. If, if he's, he's still, still alive. They showed him the other day. so he Did they really show him? Yeah, they had a picture. How does he look? I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. He's got to be close he to looks, dust by now. He looks like an aged Connecticut rapper. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Really aged. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, Connecticut kind of nice. Probably Binder, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody know how old he is? He's got to be 90. 90-something, yeah. 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 Well, I remember mean, he took over in 59-60. Wow. So, that was like you way know, before you were born. Yeah, way. 55 years ago, he was a young, probably 38, 40-year-old. Uh, revolutionary. Revolutionary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, to this day, if you think about it, and you mentioned something that is at the heart of the issue. There are more of those living in Cuba that are opposed to the detente because of what they believe is going to happen. The Fonhuls are going to come back at their door and knocking, say, this is my old house, I want it back. That's why internally in Cuba, Fidel and Raul have had the support of the people because they're simply afraid, somebody gave me this house, I never bought it, but it's mine now, and I am not giving back to the guy who got on the Muriel boat lift and came to Miami in the 80s. So that's kind of the dynamic there. Otherwise, if they would think long-term, their lives are going to be better if, in fact, the United States and Cuba start doing trade. Think about Cuban cigars. Yes, they're the envy of the world. People love buying them when they go to Europe and try to smuggle them back. Um, Well, they don't have to smuggle them back now. They can bring $100 worth. They can bring $100 back. Ironically, and it's an interesting Which I find ironic because when I was in the airport... They didn't sell any sticks. It was all by the box. <laughs> so how am I going to bring a $500 box, $400 box of Right, because they're only... Yeah. Well, one of the largest collections of Cuban boxes. cigars I've seen was actually at Rush Limbaugh's house in Palm Beach. <laughs> and he's got a humidor about the size of this smoke store. And he had a huge array of Cuban cigars. And I said to him, Rush, you're not allowed to have these. He said, oh, yes, I am. They're pre, pre-60s. Pre-embargo. Pre-embargo. Yeah. yeah. I bought them all at auction. Hundreds and hundreds yeah. of boxes of Cuban cigars. And I didn't even know that myself as a former congressman. I didn't know. I, he's a, I can prove every one of these. Yeah. They're all pre-embargo. They're illegal. I brought them in on my plane. We have some pre-embargo Cus- here. Customs let me yeah. in because I had the certificate of authenticity. I said, well, it's a little little tidbit that I learned about. Yeah. But truthfully, if, if that business was allowed to expand... Almost like remember the days in you must, Abe, when coarse beer was not allowed. I, I use that as an example all <laughs> the did, time. Yeah. That's we my used... number one example because I'm from the Midwest. People would load up their car, come back with station wagons, fill the Coors Light. And, and Coors, Coors Light's beer. not even that good. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, when we finally got off the taste, the, right, the high the of high yeah. Yeah. smuggled in beer, we actually go, this is like water. It's you know. <laughs> I want my Heineken. $10 <laughs> yeah. buckets, of course, now. You know? <laughs> I know. It's, it's crazy. crazy. But, but how do you see this unfolding in the years to come? I think it's slow, but I think it's going to be uh, dramatic when it takes legs. Listen, 
And do you Obama how, how to slow? his credit. Are we talking like a two-year process, five-year I process? Think, I don't think it's even two years. I think it's probably in the next 12, 14 months. Oh, yeah. a month. I, I really do. Oh, I, wow. I, I believe the dynamic shift has occurred. What you said, Adam, about yeah. uh, taking him off the terrorist list yeah. is the number one start. Because once you recognize and remove some of the taint to the administration. Do you think it will happen with Raul still there? Oh, I do. Really? Oh, I think you already see it. The president of the United States was seen with the leader, president of the Cuban people. Yes, I saw that. To be pictured with him shaking hands basically said, game, set, match. This is happening. We're ready to do business. I mean, because in my industry, I deal a lot with Cuban heritage families and whatnot, and they just have a hang-up about a Castro still in office. It's it, painful it, it burns for them. for them. It's Well, because they destroyed lives. People don't realize what it would be like to lose everything and come to the United States, not by your own volition, yeah. but knowing you couldn't survive in this country, they'd kill you. That anger and hostility remains, and it is uh, burning in their souls. But what, again, has happened is at least the abuela, she says, oh, come on, I want my kids to have a chance to see the country that I love. I may not ever get back there. I may not want to go back there. But I want the family heritage because the Finnish, the French, the Germans, the Canadians, everybody's doing business there except us. You can go through yeah, Bahamas yeah. Sure, and get to sure. Cuba prior to the end of this embargo. Or you could go on what was sanctioned as a not a diplomatic or uh, a trip okay. that was a- kind of educational yeah. awareness trip. Every mission group goes down. There. Yes, right. yeah. yes, yes. But the actual Cuban who has some affinity for the island couldn't step Can't foot go. in his country right. or her country. Do you, so you well, feel the currently? Excuse me. You oh feel yeah. the current leaders can stay in power with this transition? What I, I mean, think you think the Castros happen, will stay in power? I think what happens is it's going to accelerate quickly, and then they're going to get rid of Raúl. They're going to their realize own pe- their own people will make absolutely. the move. Absolutely, they're going to say, "Hey, your day's over. We oh. want elections. We want votes. We want opportunity. Freedom is exhilarating, and it's opportunity. And I think they'll take advantage of it." Now, before before we go to break, I really have to get this out because I think this is a really good question. I want to ask is, do you see this as Obama views this as his capstone to his presidency? He gets this done. He opens up the Cuban trade. Something he, op- he can he hang opens up his... It's his checkmate. Yes. To end his whole, his, right. to end his presidency. I accomplished something. Still, this is the main thing I got done. I'm the guy who opened Cuba, and that's how he goes down in history. Is that what he's looking I, at? Adam, you're absolutely on point. This is his Jimmy Carter's Camp David Accord with the Israelis. Yeah. This is this is something. He has done nothing. Nothing. Domestically, he he couldn't even get health care right. Mm-hmm. Everything falls apart. Did he do around anything good him. internationally? Does it what? Did he do anything good internationally? No. Okay, I mean, I was just, you no. said domestically. I just, no, there's nothing domestically or internationally. Right. And now he has something that at least resonates with people. Because I bet if you poll today, uh, 60 plus percent of what I'll call white Americans, simply because they're not Cuban and not Hispanic, would probably support immediately ending an embargo. 40 percent probably Hispanic heritage have reservations and hesitation. Mm-hmm. But it's one thing that at least Obama scores on is showing a leadership. Now, I'm not sure it's one that I would be proud of if I were him, that my legacy rests on doing business with the guy who stole everyone's property, killed and murdered people, still has people, political prisoners. But... You know, it's a grab bag for Obama. I, He's got to do something. I was going to say, before. I guess it's better than His going down as the out. worst president ever. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a lesser of probably two evils for him to look, be looked at historically. Um, we got to go to break, but I got, I got a few more questions I want to discuss. I'm with not you. going anywhere. Good. I got a great cigar. Great. More with Mark Foley right after this, an hour two of Kiss My Ash Radio. 
WSWN Belgrade, Palm Beach, Jupiter. Broadcasting live from the Legacy Financial Advisor Studio. Build your financial legacy today. Call CC at 561-799-3810. It's no secret. There's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smoker's Rights page at thecigarstation.com. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double-fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock-cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo Inejo today at your local tobacconist. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old-world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente is Fuente. Duho, Quake, Cuave, and Cucuano. Premium cigars, 100% handcrafted Nicaraguan blend. Consistency, balance, aroma, and strength. Duho, Quake, Cuave, and Cucuano. The closest cigars to perfection. To find your nearest retailer, visit cucubanocigars.com. With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6 by 60. Available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Old and new. Christoph Cigars has taken the boutique cigar industry by storm. Made in the spirit of elite Cuban cigar, Christoph allows you to experience the rich flavor and tradition found in the finest Cuban blends. Christoph Cigars are made using only the highest quality Habano seed and double fermented premium tobaccos from around the world. With 14 premium hand blends to choose from, mild to full-bodied, Christoph has a blend that is sure to satisfy the most discriminating cigar aficionado. Discover your Christoph today. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
Welcome back, folks. Honest Abe here, and you're listening to Hour 2 of Kiss Mash Radio, broadcast live from the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Bar, right in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida, here in front of a live audience. I'm here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. And uh, we, we we forgot a little something in the opening segment. Our Zycar Prize. Yes. Our Zycar Prize every week. So busy fun. talking about... Uh, Lady Emily. M's eye? No, <laughs> Lady M's eye and the fact that the dog chewed a shoe. Yes. Um... Our we actually talked about the shoe later in the show. Oh. Thank you. Our fine folks at Zycar give away a lovely prize to our loyal listeners every week. Lighters and cutters guaranteed for life. And Lady M, what are the fine folks at Zycar giving away this week? This week, when you're the 10th caller after hearing this sounds. Thank you, Colin. You're going to take home a Zycar Executive Ash Can as well as a Zycar X8 Black Cutter. This is over $60 value of Zycar prizes guaranteed for life. Yes, and a photo of it can be found on our Facebook at Kiss My Ash Radio. Check it out, and hopefully give us a call as soon as you hear that sound. Uh, in the studio today, special guest Mark Foley, former congressman. Mark, once again, thank you for joining us on Kiss Mash Radio. We're hitting a lot of hot topics today. I think our listeners are finding to be very interesting. Um, we were talking about the Cuba opening and Castro's, and I'd like to switch it up to a couple other things here. Legislation. Right now, the premium cigar industry is heavily fighting, trying to fight for a carve-out for premium cigars. There are some deeming rulings from the FDA, some with a $10 elimination exemption, uh, they're, they're right now looking for a date when it can be grandfathered in. Uh, there's been letters and a movement to move it up to, I believe, this year, some of this year instead of 1997. A lot's going on. And of course, now that Hamburg has stepped down, do you see any hope for this? Does a Republican president change any hope for this? Or has this gone too far down the road? Because the FDA could seriously hurt the cigar industry. And really for no good purpose, no good avail. You know, I mean, they're not, I don't think they're benefiting society or Americans by all of a sudden overly regulating the cigar industry. Um, is there any recourse at this point? Is there any hope? Well, hopefully, if you get and keep a Senate in the Republican hands, a House in Republican hands, get an administration who's more what I'll call libertarian. You know, people should be allowed as adults to do what they want to do. You're really getting the scrutiny because the big tobacco threw you under the bus several years ago yes. when they tried to promulgate FDA rules because they thought to themselves, and I was shocked when they came to my office and said, we want FDA to regulate us. And I go, why in the world would you want to be regulated by an industry as if you were a health product or a drug, right. a pharmaceutical type implementation? They saw it as a way to become you know, friendly with people. It, it, was a, it was a canard. It was a canard, but it was started by uh, R.J. Reynolds. Well, I always thought it was done because the miniature cigar market was starting to impede into the cigarette market. The gray market. or Well, there was a little bit of both. Right. The gray market issue where, you know, illegal cigarettes were being sold without tax stamps, so some states had a problem with it. The little uh, cigarellos. And they killed all the flavored cigars and cloves was a big business. And they killed, you know, I I find it very interesting that it killed any flavored cigar, cigarette, any flavored, no clove, no straw, but menthol was okay. You know, and interestingly, yeah. enough, interestingly enough, we're at a point where there is a push for legalizing marijuana, and at the same time, they're talking about regulating tobacco, such as cigars. It's really an oxymoron. There's no balance at all. Cali- no Cali- balance. Cali- California, one of the biggest anti-smoking states, got marijuana shops all over the place. Right. On every corner. <laughs> and that was one of the things we were trying to describe for people, is as you <clears throat> wish for something to change, now you have quack doctors... And I'm not talking about Dr. Oz. For the I minute. know I'm exactly. I'm talking about black talking doctors about. who will write a script saying, "Oh, you have hypertension, sure, or you have tremors in your hand, so have a marijuana sleep deprivation." Sleep deprivation. So it, it's really legalized marijuana. Let's say what it is. Yes. Because you can get any doctor to write the script. 
But hopefully as we grow, and, and if Republicans, and I will say this very emphatically, if Republicans would stay out of people's personal lives and focus on letting them make mature decisions, whether it's to smoke a cigar or marry who they want to, just stay out of people's personal lives. Abortion, all those things just destroy Republicans' chances of leading. Because if you're under 30, you don't want to be told what to do with your body. You don't want to be told whether or not you can have tattoos. You don't want to be told, even if you are completely 100% heterosexual, you don't want to be micromanaging people's lives. You just say, let those people be who they want to be with who they want to be. It doesn't impact my life. Republicans make the mistake of thinking that government somehow can create a safe environment vis-a-vis dealing with tobacco. People are going to do what they're going to do. Bootlegging is proven, and Joe Kennedy proved you could make millions, make it illegal, and I'll make more than you could ever dream of. Do you think they should should federally legalize marijuana? At at this this point, point. yes. You know, we spend far too much time in enforcement, in incarceration. There have to be rules, just like DUIs. You know, you can't go out in the street drunk because you want to drink. You have to protect the public from people who overly consume something. But at some point... Colorado, the experiment seems to work. The government is flush with money. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have grow houses that are legally regulated. Just let people do what they want. It may not be the panacea, and some people may not agree with what I'm saying, but I still have always had a libertarian bent. Let adults make decisions that impact them. Don't let my neighbor tell me what always. I can and cannot sure. do. I got two quick questions before we're going to let you go, Mark. Um, First off, what's a major issue that you feel is not being talked about right now that people should be aware of? Continues to be jobs in the economy. People are struggling. There are not enough growing jobs for people. Uh, The haves have all they need and don't need any more. I think it was interesting this week when I heard all the Republican candidates touching entitlements, Social Security and Medicare. You know, when we started... Medicare and Social Security were started by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. It was really the original Ponzi scheme. (laughs) He was taxing you to pay for a benefit that you would very unlikely receive. Because when you started paying, there were 45 workers for every one retiree in 1935 when we started this program. The likelihood of living past 67 for a male and 69 for a woman was highly unlikely. He convinced people to pay taxes as they started working into a system where they would pay for 40 years of taxes to likely receive a benefit for two years. Yeah. Now, there are three and a half to one, three and a half retirees to every one worker. Wow. Average life expectancies in the 80s. Yeah. You know, Willard Scott, you'd watch the Today Show when I was, was growing up. He was just on up. today. It's funny right. you mentioned him. But I'd watch the Today Show and they'd go, oh my God, look, there's somebody, a hundred, a hundred. Yeah, all the now time. Now he's going, Mamie's 105 today, Janice is 103, yeah. and look at old Burl. He looks spectacular. Yeah, and he's 101 <laughs> living in Fresno, California. Yeah. They do five or six a segment. Yeah. It's no longer novel. My mother's 89. Most of the friends that I have, parents are both still alive in their 90s. So they've been collecting Social Security for 40 years. God bless them and God love them. We're not touching Social Security for this generation. But if you're just starting to work, there should be some new rules and there should be some requirements. And So when they're talking about it, it makes me feel good. Now, the sad end of that story is Hillary's going to say Republicans are going to steal your Social Security. 
And the public sits there and goes, oh, my God, I can't elect a Republican. They're going to steal my Social Security. It's the me generation saying, oh, no, what's in it for me? It is that's the me generation. The, that's the reality. But we have to be honest with you. I'd rather lose elections by telling everybody the honest truth than play a game with them. All I'm going to remember next election is Hillary screaming, what difference does it make? Now, somebody's family died. It makes a lot of difference to them. And if she can just scream, what difference does it make? Of course, what difference does it make when you won't let us see your emails dealing with this tragedy? Why can't we get the truth of what happened in Benghazi? Why did they have to lie to us and create this image that somehow it was a uh, Hollywood production of an anti-Muslim film that created this pandemonium in the street and they killed people because we, the evil Americans, were portraying in a bad light Muslims. That was never what happened. These were... Just like is happening with ISIS and ISIL, these are thugs, terrorists that will destroy not only areas of that country that we're watching, Yemen and other things. They'll come to a community near us soon, and they will bring their band of destruction to hometown America. That's when maybe America will wake up to realize the fight ahead of us. This is a serious, serious time. We should be talking about that, and we should be dedicating resources to protecting the homeland and stop wasting money on FDA regulation of cigars. Let's spend our money protecting Americans. Let them make mature decisions if they want to smoke and they want to inhale, whether it's tobacco, whether it's marijuana. Let them make their own decisions. But let's stop spending billions of dollars chasing these little crazy, crazy scenarios. No, I agree. I agree. Well, final question for former Congressman Mark Foley. Do you have a political figure, a favorite political figure, past or present? I have a lot of them. Actually, John Kennedy inspired me as a young person to seek public office. I loved the dynamic. I was in 1960, I remember, and I was only uh, six years old at the time, and they were talking about a presidential race, and my father was a track coach, so my first impression was it must be a foot race somewhere, because my dad, you know, when's the race begin, Dad? And he goes, well, it's not a foot race, it's actually a (laughs) political race. Nonetheless, he inspired. Ronald Reagan inspired. Uh, he did. He, Ronald Reagan made you feel like at the time, America is one of the weakest times in its life. Economically, we had fuel embargoes. Poor Jimmy Carter sitting there in a cardigan sweater saying, woe is us. And Reagan comes and says, no, not woe is us. Great are us. Yeah. We are the shining city on the hill. We are freedom. We are entrepreneurs. We can make our way into the future. So when I see a Reagan type, when I see a Rubio coming forward, when I think of people that could actually change the dynamic and bring about some new breath of energy, because our country, really, we, we become pessimistic, and we become pessimistic as the leaders teach us. The only way you get anything is by kind of whining and begging, and, and that's not the way I think this country was built. It was built by entrepreneurs who said, I can make something better, something different, inspire future leaders. I'm hopeful that we can find that Reagan in this cast of characters. And uh, the one thing I think, as we talked about earlier in the segment, Jeb Bush's only default problem is he is like the Clintons, the past. Uh. And somewhere we've got to grow out of ourselves and say there has to be another family name. It would be just like if the Kennedys were running today. Uh, I hear you. Enough is enough, and let's move forward. And that's not a disparage. If, if Jeb is our nominee, I will work harder than ever for him, and I believe he would be a fantastic president, and I think he's a, a, is a good human being and a good family. Uh, but I still believe America can produce a iconic figure that lets the 18, 23, 25, 30-year-old feel they've invested in the country. Somebody closer to their age group is running it, 
We all better buy in, well, solve problems. It'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. Mark, thank you so much for coming again on the show. Tell me and the name of this great lady who has given us the cigar. That would be our longtime friend and listener, Jeanette Waddle, who gave you a new uh, new world by thank A.J. You. Fernandez, which has been selling. And thank I, you I'm very actually much. smoking this Epoca. Once again, every time I go back to it, it's a phenomenal cigar. Oh, yeah. I love this little Corona from Nat Sherman, made by our good friends, uh, Emmanuel Casado down at uh, Casado Cigars. Mark, uh, I hope we have you on again as we Happy see how things develop and touch base. And I'm glad you. to be actually in the physical building. I'm glad to be at a smoke-in, <laughs> and I'm also glad to know you have one on Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard there, or actually Village, Village Boulevard, yes, close to my home in downtown West Palm Beach. So Thank thanks. you very much. Up ahead, Carolyn Lynn Grant, psychic astrologer. We'll, have, we'll see what she has to say right after this. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ass Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale aged for 10 years and then barrel aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut Sun-Grown or Maduro, each Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage pairs extremely well with the finest Scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Are you looking for a new out-of-the-box, ready-to-smoke go-to cigar? Then look no further than Boutique Blends. Boutique Blends offers a wide variety of strengths, profiles, and sizes to appease even the staunchest aficionado. Crafted from the finest in small-batch Dominican tobaccos, Boutique Blends has a cigar to satisfy all taste profiles. From the highly rated and acclaimed Aging Room Quattro, the new Aging Room Maduro, or the Swag Puro Dominican, find the highly rated Boutique Blends cigar at your nearest tobacconist today. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, undeniably, there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves Acid Cigars. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Oh, 
Welcome back, folks. Honest Dave here with my gang, Adam K., the brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. You're busting out. I'm sorry. It's really annoying. Can you cover those things? There we go. Pete's sake. Really? Yeah, I mean, they've been all over all episode. You're complaining about this? I even got a little nipple. I'm trying to do a show here. I want to concentrate a little bit. Distract. I'm up for a show. <laughs> Adam's up for any show. Absolutely. All right, another special guest on Kiss My Ash Radio. We have Universal Wisdom of Carolyn Lynn Grant, an intuitive astrologer, tarot numerology, and palmistry expert. Carolyn, Carol, Carol. Sorry, Carol. Is it Carol? You go by Carol or Carol Lynn? Carol Lynn. Carol Lynn. Got but you, Carol. Carol's fine. Whatever you prefer, Carol Lynn. Um, Welcome here on Kiss My Ash Radio. How are you doing today? It's great to be here. I'm glad you're here. Are you from Florida? Are you? Just... I am, pretty much. Really? I've been here most of my life, and it's always been my choice to live here. I love Florida. Wow. I've Me traveled too. around the world, but this has been my home base. Wow, good for you. And, 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 you know, when did you know, at what point in your life did you realize you had a gift? I became psychic overnight from a near-death experience. How long ago was that? Forty-two years ago. Wow. wow. And uh, so... This was not by choice. I'm a practical, pragmatic Capricorn. Uh, and, I'm know, a Capricorn. I know. I'm a Capricorn. And I have the same birthday as Emily. Do you? Really? Yes. Wow. wow. You know, so for me to be in this world, something I never thought about and I really didn't believe in, you know, and just like, please. But I, what started for me was earthquakes. The first thing I ever heard as a psychic person was earthquake in Guatemala. Three days, a lot of death, a lot of damage. And I didn't think anything about it. And three days later, the earthquake hit. Did you dream it? or how? No, no, no. I heard it like somebody turned a radio on in my head. How did you know? You heard the radio broadcast of the no, no, news? No, in my head. How did you know it was Guatemala? I, that's what I heard. Earthquake in Guatemala. Three oh. days, a lot, just, uh, just like, a, like a bulletin. Like a bulletin. Yeah. Wow. Did you hear the... Before? No, no. I didn't hear the commercials either. It's usually a good call. You know, but it's been a wild ride because I would see an airplane crash and I would say it out loud to somebody. And finally, about 10 months after I started saying all this stuff to different people, they said, well... How do you know this is going to happen? I said, I don't know. You know, just I'm just hearing it. Yeah. So that began my journey. Actually, I was taught by spirit for two years um, about intuition, uh, that gut level feeling, that little voice inside. We all have it, women's perception. Um, and so I began as a teacher. I was the first teacher to teach at the Psychical Research Center, uh, first teacher to teach at NOVA. Wow. And the first person to demonstrate healing for doctors and nurses at FAU. Wow. And my journey has been a wild ride, really. Almost a little bit like living a female version of James Bond. Wow. Okay. I also see that you're author, editor-in-chief of the Ultimate Bride and Groom Wedding Planner. Yeah. You know, Lady M is engaged to be married in the fall of next year. How beautiful. Thank you. If you have any questions, I can answer What do you think? Will it work out for her? Oh, do you want me to answer that? <laughs> yeah. Don't go. Don't go there. I didn't want to. Don't open that door. I'm not. I was just being funny. I didn't think. It. Don't be. I won't ask nothing you don't want to. I just figured you'd save some time. You know, it's gonna be no, a seal of, it might be a seal of approval. It might be a beautiful thing. Why are you pessimistic? I'm uh, not receiving anything on it because I refuse to look at it. Good girl. Yes. I, I mean, 
I might be in hot water later. Who knows? So number one question I'd like to ask you, do you get a lot of people who just obviously don't believe and think it's a farce? How do you handle that? I, I handle it comfortably because I didn't believe in it either. Right. So and you understand their disbelief. Yeah. You know, I spent 32 years being normal, whatever normal is. <laughs> you know, and so I could totally relate. And what I would say to people is that if you want to, listen what I'm saying, otherwise you can leave. Uh-huh. And then the other thing is just put it on the shelf. But if it happens, then recognize it. So I'm very comfortable with, with doubters. But usually I would tell you that they become my best clients. Ah. Hmm. You know, because it's proven to them. Do you have an office here? Do people walk in? Do you got to sign readings outside? Or? Oh, I don't. I would no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's got a good sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't have an office. I, I, I travel all over. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I work at, um, I teach at colleges. I teach executive ESP to business people. Wow. So I go into their businesses. Uh, I'm a member of the best of the best which is uh, a network group of the best people in their work in South Florida. I, I take pride in what I do. You, I wouldn't do this. You seem to be, I'm looking at your profile here. You seem to be one very busy lady. Yeah, I am. So now, if I understand it, I was out of town, but I guess you asked some information about the three of us. I did. Mm-hmm. I have your information. And what I would like to tell everybody is, first of all, how exciting 2015 is, and then say a little bit for every sign. So as I look at my audience, do I have Aries here? What Any, signs? Anybody in Aries in the crowd? Uh, Taurus. Anybody Gemini? at Taurus? Gemini. Cancer. Oh, a couple Cancers. Whoa. Leo. Okay, Virgo. Libra. Okay. Scorpio. Uh, Sag. Capricorn. Me too. Um, Aquarius. Pisces. Israel, what time are you? Leo? Yes. Okay. It's always fun. Uh, audience, when I go into the different signs, just think about yourself or your family members, what's going on with them. And the excitement about 2015 is that this is a year of the open door. And, and what that means is that this is an end of an age, but not the end of us. So it's an end of the conceptual age, and we're going into the creative, um, intuitive, artistic, flamboyant age, where we get to be the rulers of the masses. So there will be inventions and brand new things. But for the next four months, there's amazing opportunities to follow that dream you've always had. The last couple of years have taken everything away from almost everybody. They've been rough. Okay, and they're still rough, but now we know what we never want to do, and we're getting to a place where we want to follow our dreams and do what makes our heart happy, not just pay, work and get paid, and make somebody else rich. Mm-hmm. So this is the time for the pioneers and the inventors, and in my day we would say bohemian people. Yes, you that know, is the bohemian lifestyle. To shine, so you are. What do you have on us? Do you have anything? Uh, I do. I, I just, I'm interested. And, mm. and Abe, is it your place? This is my place, yes. I just want to say to the audience, what Abe has done is he created a man cave and a woman cave. Thank you. And a place where everybody gets to know their friends. Mm-hmm. It's pretty deep. Thank yeah. you. Inside and outside. Okay, so I'll begin with you as a Capricorn and a very serious Capricorn. 
you, you're very bright, and you like investigating. I keep arguing with my father about that. He doesn't seem to agree with me. Yeah, but our parents never think you're bright. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, but there's a side of you, you're almost like two people. You know, you're practical, prove it to me, and um, adventuresome and flamboyant at the same time. So I think you've always been driven to create a forum where people could tell their truth. And you've been a renegade. If people wanted to say, no, you don't like to be told what to do. So if people said no to you, you would just leave and you would go create what you wanted. You know? And I think that you would do great in politics because you pay a lot of attention to what's going on. And you've heard a lot of voices that aren't happy right now about what's going on, especially in our government. Okay? Now, got a Leo moon, and a Leo moon has got Jupiter in it right now. So for the next four months, the last five years have brought a lot of change emotionally, okay? <laughs> and But for the next four months, it's a time to kind of create, at a very subtle level, what you really want, okay? Because you're different. You're a new person, okay? And it, this one is wiser and less trusting, <laughs> okay? Now... It's actually been shockingly accurate. Mm-hmm. Venus and Jupiter are both in the sign of Sag in your chart. That means you love to travel or create a space and atmosphere for all different kinds of cultures. There's a fire in you that does not stop. You have what's called a grand trine and fire, and, and what that means is gift from heaven. So you're the motivation, the inspiration, and the delegator because you love to start, you hate to finish. <laughs> yeah. So you may get a great idea and start it and draw the crowd and then give it to somebody to handle it while you go start something else, which is your what you should be doing. Okay. Now, there might be a time that you will write a book. I don't know if you have already. No. But, but you have a message for the world. It's a good message. And it's very understanding. Okay. Now, let me see. Just one more thing. Your Pluto and Uranus are in the sign of Libra. You're a great negotiator. You don't get offended, but you will stand your ground. Yeah. And so you, that's why you welcome every kind of person here, because it's okay to hear their truth, and you can have your truth. So for me to see you as a talk show host, I'm so happy. <laughs> because we need to have forums for truth and honesty. Wow. I, that was really on point. Very amazing. Uh, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about my co-host here. Okay. Emily and I have the same birthday, different years, January 14th. Yep. Okay. And let me get to Emily. That was shockingly, <laughs> on, shockingly on point. <laughs> I think I got goosebumps. Okay. Emily, you have a Capricorn son, and I think in your early years, you tried to be normal. <laughs> you tried to please everybody. You tried to do what was expected of you, you know? And then you found out that you were smarter than most of the people around you. And you're not in their face. You don't stop them, but people were trying to tell you to do something. You already knew how to do it better. You always land on your feet. You're always thinking, okay? And you're always learning. And I think you're the type of person who will always learn and study because you love that. You're extremely opinionated, especially about animals 
and I think also the environment. Okay, so don't give me any crap. That's kind of like when you know when 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 you hear truth, and you know what's real, you you will fight for that. You've got a Scorpio moon, which is extremely intense. Capricorn sun is very intense. So when you get deep and dark, you're no fun to be around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, and, 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 and you don't want to be around anybody. So it's mutual. You know, so if people who work with you could just recognize that you don't want to be messed with today and leave you alone, everything will be fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, but your Mercury is in the sign of Aquarius. Aquarius visionary understands the flow of the universe. Again, does not want to be told what to do, but if you see a problem, you're solution-oriented. You can usually figure out how to make it comfortable for people, how to make it right if that's within the area, or how to make it uncomfortable if you don't want them around. Mm -hmm. Okay? There's always two sides to us. You're, you've got the Venus in Sag, too. You've got Venus... Oh, excuse me. It's Mars. Mars, Saturn... Woo, Uranus together. Mars is the booster to our rocket ship. It's our initiative and drive, okay? And Saturn is our discipline, how we organize ourselves, the work that we do. Um, it's also karma or father figure. And Uranus, they're all three together on your chart, is put in our chart to create change. Suddenly, usually because somebody else wants it, mm -hmm. Okay. So your life has had a lot of changes, about every seven to seven and a half years, mm -hmm. and usually without warning, and taking a lot of adapting, okay? And so at this point, you become almost an expert of making the most of what you have right now and knowing that it's going to be way better soon, yeah. okay? So you're in very, very exciting transits, and uh, what I would say anything to you is believe that the future is going to be better than the past has been. Wow. And what do you have for our man here, Adam K? Uh, this is this is going to be the true test of your talent right here. Well, what I've heard about, felt about Adam is that he didn't want me to read him anyhow. <laughs> Probably <laughs> and, true. Yeah, you know, because he, he's very secretive, and he doesn't want everybody to know what's going on in his life. So I will respect that. You don't want her reading you? I don't care. I'm good. Go for it. Okay. Go nuts. Well, she's got that point on because I don't really talk about myself. <laughs> ever. Our Adam is a Pisces and your Mercury is also Pisces. Okay. Pisces is two fish going in opposite directions. Yeah. If you look at your sun sign. So at times that gives you the feeling, I want to do this. And the next day you want to do that. You know, which gives you a strong ability. Number one, I think you decided very early to set your goals and follow your plans. Because that's how you can be the most successful. But you understand both sides of an issue. Okay? Now, your moon is Scorpio. Do you have any other Scorpio? Moon, Jupiter. When you fall in love, you fall madly in love. Wow! Big time in love. Okay? And, and you're romantic. You're sensitive. You're kind. You don't like people to know that so much. You know, but, but the, there's a little boy in you. You know, that's very playful. <laughs> well, you, you may be taking a left turn on the psychic highway on this one. 
Why? <laughs> How do you think? No, but she says she's saying that it's inside of him. That oh, it's just it's not letting out. Yeah. Well, he he puts up a very strong front, and he nobody is knows there a little what boy goes inside on of in there. You, Adam? <laughs> Isn't there a little boy in all of us? <laughs> yeah, there is, or a little girl. Absolutely. Right. Are you romantic, Adam? Yeah, not that I would tell you. <laughs> I'm, not buying, I'm not taking you to dinner in a movie. He, I, I think he is. I think he is. I oh. think, he, but we don't see it because Adam doesn't share anything with us. Well, no, because he doesn't want to. Yep. You know, this is here. This is work, and don't mess with me because I'm going to do my own thing when I'm not here, and you don't need to know about it. That's exactly. What I feel like yeah. how he is. Yeah. So, but when you're in love, you're really in love. So you is he like going to find love? Hmm? Is he going to find love? We don't know if he's ever been in love. <laughs> Is he going to find love? Well, the other thing I'm going to do in the live readings, I'm known as the number lady internationally. So you can ask me any question about anything or anybody and give me five random numbers, random numbers between 0 and 21. And you can't ask about health on the air. So you can't use your birthday. That's one of the questions I just wanted to ask the psychic. When you have not good news or a bad reading or something just looks ominous, do you share that? No. You don't share that with them? No. I, I, I consider myself an incentive coach for the people I work with because we all have a chart to live with. Some of it's good, some of it's yet. You know, so let's look where the doors are open. Quit beating your head against the floor. And because we are walking magnets, so when you go where the planets are actually traveling around the world, the doors are open. So you're going to meet like-minded people, okay? And the positions that you want will be offered to you. And a lot of people lately, because we've been in an eclipse pattern, four blood moons, hasn't happened in 500 years, where doors are shutting quickly and hurtfully, you know, but at the same time, new doors are opening. Carolyn, are you a mother, grandmother? I am, and I'm a great-grandmother. Wow, congratulations. Do you find your daughters or granddaughters come to you and say, Grandmama, what should I do here or what's going to happen here? Who should I ask to prom? The near-death experience that I had was giving birth to my twin daughters. Oh, God bless. So they've always known me to be a psychic person. And I had an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old, and they thought I was crazy as a chick. <laughs> but my family really respects. And, and, you know, they let me be who I am. They don't call me with questions. But if I tell them to drive safe, they listen. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> so yeah. before we let Carolyn go, do anybody want to ask a question about anybody? Give her five numbers. Or do you want me to go to the 12 signs? Whatever. I, I want to ask a question about my sister. All right. So wait, I just ask any question. What is your name? Julia. And what's your sign? Um, she's September 14th. Okay. She's a, she's a Virgo? A Virgo. And would she like for you to ask this question about her? Yeah. Okay. Um, should she come home? Okay. Think about that. If that would best be the best thing for her, give me five random numbers between 0 and 21. Uh, two... Seven, seventeen, eighteen, and ten. One more number, please. Uh, Thirteen. She's not ready to come home yet. It might be right for her, but she isn't ready. And she has to stay away as long as she has to stay away until she finds out her truth. And things have been difficult. They're not easy. They could be better, but you can't tell her that either. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I don't think she's going to come home soon. Okay. Mm, I, I have one for you. I want to ask about my three-year-old daughter. Oh, what's her name? Zara. Huh? Zara, Z-A-R-A. Oh, how pretty. Thank you. Okay, and what's your sign? Uh, Zara was born on March She's a Pisces. 3rd. Eighth. She's Pisces. 8th. Terrible. Same day as the Mick. Uh, March 8th. Okay. 
and five numbers? No, you, ha you haven't asked your question. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if it's a real question. I, I just wanted to know if you had any feeling about what she'll become in life or how life will be for her. Give me five numbers for her. Um, three, 18, 22, 36. No, between zero and 21. Oh, between zero and 21. Okay, let's try this again. Three, 18, nine, seven, and five. Okay. She has a joyful, happy personality. Yeah, she does. And and she loves to please. She loves to. She loves joy and life. And I think she will experience different things because she won't know what she wants to do for a while. So she'd be very moldable, if you will. A Pisces, when they're young, if they have good parenting, you know, and a little bit, you go to bed at seven. You know, and and get up and and you go to school. If there's structure, then she will grow. I think she's going to be very artistic. I think she's already artistic with the little outfits that she puts on, and the colors that she puts on. She probably want to do theater, okay, and and pretend. I think she likes animals. She's sweet to be around. She does like animals. Yeah. She is super sweet. Yeah. There's something amazing about her. It really is. It, yeah. it, and I just curious. I just can't see what she's going to come, but. I feel it'll be something special. You, you guys are really close. I'm close with all my daughters, actually, pretty much. How um, many do you have? I have three daughters and one son. Well, good for you. Yeah, seven, five, three, and six months. Seven, five, three, and six months. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, Carol, Carolyn Grant, thank you so much for coming on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a website if people are interested in seeking you out and, and, and reaching yeah, out it, to you? It, it's carolyngrant.com. That's C-A-R-O-L-E. L Y N N Grant G R A N T dot com. Right. And they can reach out to you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Or they can go to me at Facebook, Carol, Carol Grant. Join me at Facebook. I always do the predictions and let everybody know what's going on. Very it's cool. It's been a blessing to be here. Thank you Thank so much you. for being here. Thank Radio. you, Carol. Up ahead, we saved the biggest and <laughs> the best for last. Steve Sockett. We're going to see what he's been up to right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua, using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper. The cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Buying a home is the biggest investment you face. Choosing the right company to help makes all the difference. Property Transfer Services is a fully licensed professional title company that has been serving Florida, New Jersey, and the entire East Coast for over 22 years. Our team of experienced licensed title officers are here to work with the seller, buyer, realtor, builder, and bank to make sure that every transaction is a success. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Rath at 561-691-5941. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke. Trill, Cabarete, Cuellar. Yes, Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. I said Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. Get these cigar brands in your head because they are great and here to stay. So do yourself a favor. Go to your local retailer and say Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. 
I need to try these now. Top rated cigars from Villager Cigars. It's a movement. For more information or to find a retailer near you, visit VillagerCigars.com. Voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. Located on Okeechobee Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearman Rhino, the premier upscale gentleman's club. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. Placeres Reserva, a beautiful box-pressed cigar boasting a dark, oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper and bold Nicaraguan and Honduran long fillers with a Costa Rican binder for excellent flavors. With a premium blend of chocolate, wood, and coffee, this medium-bodied cigar is complemented with pepper, cocoa, spices, and a hint of sweetness with a long, lingering finish. Placeres Reserva shows off how proper blending and aging tobacco make for a well-rounded, satisfying cigar. Placeres Reserva, presented by Coots. To find a tobacconist nearest you, please visit Coots.com. That's K-U-U-T-S dot com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back to our final segment here at Kiss My Ash Radio. Honest Abe here with the gang, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Yeah, returning from our trip to Miami uh, this past week, I ran into an old friend, Steve Saka. And being that I knew he was in town, I had to get him on our show for a little bit just to see what's going on. Steve, thanks for making the drive and coming on the show. Yeah, pleasure's all mine, eh? So I heard you had an interesting story. Yeah, you want to hear that? <laughs> yeah, that? yeah, we got. How long is it? That's a long ass story. <laughs> Tell us. All right, it's pretty simple. You know, I last night I'm in my place in Miami. I couldn't sleep, so I decided to get up and go take a walk. You know, on the streets of Miami. It's brickle. It's about as safe as can be. It, yeah, it's okay. a safer place. But in it's Miami. like two thirty in the morning, so I'm out. I'm doing my little walk. You know, fat guy, I'm sweating, I'm smoking my cigar. <laughs> I'm just finishing my cigar up. So now I realize that hey, I got to cut back to go back to the place I'm staying at. So I duck between the condos down kind of like this alleyway. 
and I see kind of this like. Did you see Batman? Dude, you, you never go down an you alley. You stay out of the alley. Especially not at three it's in the morning. It's an alley in Brickle that's like lit up with gold-plated dumpsters. That's okay. exactly what the Wayne's thought. <laughs> so anyways, thought. <laughs> I'm going down the alley, and I kind of see this tweaker dude coming at me. A tweaker you dude. You know, like 160 pounds wet, a little scraggly, a little this. He isn't like on the full chicken head train yet, but he's definitely on it, heading that direction. He comes right at me, and he says, give me your wallet. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Give me your wallet, mother, you know. Dude, okay, okay, just calm down. Was he armed? Okay. You he's, just, he's just a tweaker, dude, okay? You don't know if he's armed. You don't, don't know, know if there's a knife. You don't know if there's a bat. All I know is he wants my wallet. So, okay, okay, calm down. Don't worry, man. I'm going to give you what you want. Just slow down. I'm going to reach back, and I'm going to give you my wallet. But can I just ask you a question? <laughs> a conversation with a tweaker. Why, why, why is it a smart choice to choose a 300-pound-plus guy that looks like me? to mug somebody that's ex-military and is wearing a hat that he got from a combat shooting school academy at graduation. <laughs> and the guy just kind of looks at me and he kind of looks up at my hat and he kind of looks down and he goes, do you really have a gun? And I got my hand behind me like just to give him my wallet. And I said, well, I said, do you really want to find out for my 10-year-old cheap watch and the eight bucks and a parking receipt that I have in my wallet? And he kind of bites his lip. And he looks back. You're up ruining at my his hat. mugging moment, Steve. He looks up in my hat, and he looks back down. and He goes, "No, I don't." <laughs> I said, "You know what? That was a really good choice. Here, have a cigar." <laughs> <laughs> I, gave the, I gave the tweaker dude a cigar. <laughs> I start walking away, <laughs> and like maybe I get 30 feet away, and he yells out, "Thanks for the cigar, boss." <laughs> <laughs> Now, the postscript of this is, A, I didn't have a gun. B, I was in the military, but I was in the Navy 30 years ago. I mean, we were lovers, not fighters, for God's sake. Uh, this hat, I bought it for 20 bucks, you know, when I learned some parts from Six R. You know, the only thing that was true was the fact that I am 300 pounds. That's plus, funny. You know. That but, is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I was going to question the 300 pounds. Yeah, 300 pounds plus. I heard the plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keeping it honest. So, yeah, that was my near-mugging experience That's in hilarious. Brickle. You turned yeah. that into a, the guy's going to go home and be like, I'm never going to mug again. But honestly, <laughs> I picked the wrong people, He reasoned man. with a tweaker. Yeah, I mean, honestly, are you really going to pick me to mug? That's pretty I mean, funny. there's so many, like, thin Latin chicks roaming around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's insanity. Do I don't know. Like that's 300 more, bucks in cash. I don't know. That's more insulting to the Latins or the chicks. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us now. During the break, yeah. I walked over to you. and You mentioned something that Mark Foley mentioned that kind of tweaked you about Habanos and whatnot. Yeah, I found something really interesting. Look, there's a lot of angles to this Habanos conversation. And I, look, I've been speculating and postulating on it for the last two decades, and ultimately, I've come to the conclusion that I'm never going to be right in what I think. Yeah. It's just gonna, it's gonna happen, and it's gonna happen a certain way. But I did find something very intriguing at this year's Habanos Festival. The executives of Habanos, you know, obviously they've been prepping for the uh, for the end sure. of the embargo, and they made this claim that in the first year that the embargo was lifted, that they're going to take a minimum of 25% of the American cigar market, and that, in short term, that they believe that 70% of the sales in the United States will be Habanos cigars. I just found this a totally crazy statement. I agree. And, and let me tell you why. There's a lot of reasons why, but I want to just tell you the basic mathematical reasons why I find this crazy. They can't make that much. Well, currently, the United States consumes 
about 300 million cigars, yeah. 300 to 325 million sticks annually. Habanas' total production for premium handmade, the type of cigars that American consumers are likely to want to buy, is about 80 million. So if they were to instantly ship every Habanos into the United States in year one, they would they would basically completely stop selling to everybody they sell to in order to even have a shot at having 25% of the United States market. Okay, And to have 70%, they would have to almost basically more than two and a half times their current production. It's just it's such an absurd, ludicrous statement that doesn't hold any fact in reality that I just find it so delusional that it just really makes me wonder, what the hell are these people thinking? I could tell you, maybe. One, we had Hiroshi Obaina on our show a couple weeks ago. Right. He claims there's still a lot of vast area that could be developed to increase production that's okay. untapped still in Cuba. Um, secondly is, I believe, and these are rumors, true or untrue, I don't know, it's just rumors I've heard along the years, is that there's a major, when I say major, astronomical stockpile of cigars waiting, that they've been building up for decades, waiting for this embargo to release. I, true or not true? I, but, I don't tend to believe that. Hey, I'm just saying. You know, and, you know, the other thing I find really interesting is, you know, about 10 years ago... It's still an astronomical feat, what mm-hmm. you're talking yeah, it's, about. It's, 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 I just can't wrap my brain around The other thing I find rather intriguing is it's been about 10 years that we've started to see real penetration of non-Havana brands internationally. Uh, prior to that, and growing. Right. Mm-hmm. Hoya de Nicaragua was about the only one, and they were kind of forced into the situation because of the Nicaraguan embargo that Reagan put in place, which then forced them to actively go out and seek international customers. So it was really about 10 years ago that there started to be a, a push from the Dominican and Central American manufacturers to get into these international markets. And I have to tell you, they're doing very well. Yeah. You know, It's getting to the point now that in a lot of countries, uh, they're almost at 35 40% of the sales. So the consumers that have the side-by-side choice, there's a significant number of them that are opting towards the non-Havanas. And it isn't on price alone because the price point internationally, because of the way the distribution and the taxes work, uh, the U.S., the, what we would consider, you know, U.S. New World cigars are a little bit cheaper, but not significantly cheaper. No. And Padrones and Opuses and all of those, yeah, it's, way it's, a, it's the same exact crazy yeah. price. So I, I think that, and I also think that, uh, I think that most serious cigar consumers in the United States have all had Havanas. I think that, uh, I don't think it's going to... I, don't, I think a lot of people have already made a judgment as to where they fit into their right. smoking portfolio. I think that we'll see a new mini boom come about because you'll have a lot of new customers who are interested in trying them. Exactly. I, I think, but I think that that's a, a, I think that's a tide that will help all the ships rise when it eventually happens. And leave the tide hopefully a little bit higher than it was. I think so. Yeah, I agree um, with you. And the other issue that I don't know that you know Cuba's going to have to wrap their brain about. They're doing a little bit in their limited releases, but there's a general. I, I don't think that most cigar consumers. You know, 20 years ago, if you wanted to smoke a stronger, robust cigar, Cubans were one of the few options. There was Puros Indios and or you know some stuff from Bahia and uh, El Rico Habano and some of these brands. But over the last two decades, with the advent of you know Nicaraguan tobacco getting to the point that it currently is, the American palate has moved tremendously into heavier blends. And on the whole, most Havana blends are relatively mild cigars. Okay, they're not they're not the punchy cigars that they used to be perceived at. Uh, you know, Bolivar Partig is considered two of the strongest ligas that they currently are on marquee. I would say on a ten point scale or right around a five. I think it's mostly because a lot of the other countries now have developed such full 
strong buy cigars that wasn't really typical decades ago. But I mean, even what we consider strong today, I mean, what we consider medium is strong by by a stretch compared to most Havanas. I, I think it's going to be a very interesting dynamic. Um, I don't have any crystal ball, but I think it's going to be rougher initially for some of the top end companies, you know, that have a uh, almost like they're esteemed customers that purchase the brand for brand esteem. I think that they're going to have a tougher time initially. But ultimately, I think that uh, I think it's going to work out. I, I don't think it's going to be a decimation of the American cigar industry. No, I don't think so I at all. Either. I think a much bigger issue is the FDA, and I very think much. That, I think that that's the one that's just so problematic. It's a big glooming cloud over the yeah, industry, without I mean, a doubt. If you're just joining us, we have Steve Saka, long-term industry veteran, started out at one of the country's well-known biggest cigar forums, worked for JR Cigars, former president of Drew Estate. You've been around. Now you retired for a couple of years. Yeah. How's retirement treating you? Uh, it's good. I, I can't I can't tell you that uh, I dislike it. It's not a it's not a bad life. Um, you know I've been really busy, uh, goofing off. <laughs> I will admit, you know I, I miss being active cigar wise, and I've been really starting to feel those twinges. The Getting last. The itch. Yeah, you know it's it's what I like to do. So ultimately. I, I ultimately assume at some point you'll be back in the industry. And I'm I'm to the point now that I'm pretty much sure that I will. Um, I'm not quite sure in what capacity. I have a lot of concerns. Um, the FDA is a major concern for me. Sure. Because if I want to go, you know, do I want to go and get another C-suite executive job? Do I want to try to, you know, weasel my way into some other big company? Um, you know, when I was a Drew, it was a little tiny company. When right. I was there, it became a really big company. Um, but in, at this point, it would be pretty much going after one of those really big C-suite jobs, which would mean I'd have to shoot somebody or something. Kind <laughs> of mug thing, somebody. Right. The other issue, that, so I struggle with that. I don't really want to do that. I don't really want partners, even though I had good partners before. In the end, I don't know. That doesn't really appeal to me. And the other thing that I'm really, really... According to our psychic, man, these next four months are the... It's the time to do your own thing. Really? It's the yeah. time to, you know, I don't know if you, I know you were talking, you were listening yeah. to her, but, you know, these next four, six months is, is our time to become what we want to do. Our dreams come true. And four months from now, I should just not bother doing anything because the time's passed. Well, she just said it's the optimal time. It's what we'll people ask her will be again doing. In four months. We'll <laughs> ask her again in four months. See what the and it'll is. be the time, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, the other thing that I really am struggling with is uh, the whole expectation thing. The expectations of what I might do are so incredibly right. high that they're actually unachievable. That even if I did something that was absolutely fantastic, in the end, it's going to be a disaster. Because it's never going to live up to what people expect. Because everybody has their own expectations, and everybody has such high expectations. I'm kind of like, kind of doomed. So I'm kind of having a little bit of a Nietzsche moment, trying to wrap totally my brain that, around that too. You know, because, uh, you know, everybody is expecting stuff like this from day one. And, mm-hmm. you know, is this possible? Yeah, but it won't be this. It would be something different regardless. Right. So that's a little bit of a... But it could go the other way. Their own expectations could make anything great. So it could go, it could go both Look, ways. I have the added advantage that I will probably get a lot of initial sales. That, that I have in my favor. But in the end, you're ultimately only as good as your work product. So I'm going to be judged just as harshly, sure. and if not more harshly, because of the expectation 
than somebody else. And not to understand that, to just think, oh, well, I'm going to come out with something and bam, I'm going to be a gazillionaire and everybody's going to love me. It's just absurd. That's not what's going to happen. <clears throat> I mean, that's just, you're just being a moron if that's the way you think. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to really earn everybody's trust all over again. So no definitive one plans. No definitive plans on the horizon. No, no definitive plans. You know, I've been spending a lot of time in Central America. Been looking at a lot of leaf. Been poking around. I have to tell you, this year's crop in Nicaragua is arguably the best in a decade. Well, there you have Absolutely it. Absolutely phenomenal. The quality in the barn is phenomenal. The quality in the field's phenomenal. I think we're going to see some really spectacular. I think cigars that are really good now are even going to be greater just because of the quality of leaf that I'm currently seeing. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really, really good. Well, I really want to thank you for taking the time coming on the show. I really ran into him in the airport and just kind of dragged him up here, and no, we're out of time. But thank you so much, and we definitely got to have you on again Is hopefully you get closer to realizing maybe what kind of plan you're going to do and what your plans are of, uh, when you finally do join us back in this industry. We'd love to have you. Well, I appreciate it. It's Absolutely. Good to see you guys. Steve Stocker. Thanks, Steve. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show, folks. <laughs> Once again, my traditional closing, life is short. Savor the moments to count. Never be afraid to express how you feel, because if anyone doesn't like it, what do you tell them, Steve? Huh. Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> be merciless, spare no cigar, smoke them all, let God sort them out. 